0: We have to create the right vibe, you know, the energy and everybody at the organization has to feel so privileged to be here. It's it's no other way.
1: Thanks for listening to the Purely Arsenal podcast. Please
2: follow us on Twitter at Purely Arsenal FP for all the latest Arsenal podcasts. Welcome to another episode of a purely Arsenal podcast. I've got two of my regulars with me. Neil Sharp is here. How are you doing, Neil? Yeah, I'm not too
0: bad, thank you. Uh, I'm celebrating a another clean sheet. Is that five in a
2: row? It's the first time since 2009. Not bad, then. Yeah, yeah, mm, very, very good, badly. very good. So someone said I they thought they'd characterize Arsenal with being quite defensively solid, but at the same time struggling to uh, create chances on a regular basis. They wouldn't character we under the wing of years, that was something that was at times unheard of, you know. But also mm. on James Johnston with me. How you doing, James? Yeah, hello, hello. Everything's good. Yeah,
1: like like Some
2: you way. said, five in a row. So five in a row. Bit disappointed five in mid-week. midweek, weren't we? From um the Palace. I mean, obviously a game we expect to win the Palace game. But in in hindsight, you know, looking at it as a whole, maybe as um you know the last sort of five games, it's hard to to complain, especially when you were looking before that Chelsea game and all those things in your mind. And we were talking about how many points are we going to get, and I can't see any here, and I'm dreading the West Brom away game and all this kind of stuff. So we've in fairness in in terms of that bracket of games we've come through it with flying colors yeah. and certainly turn turn a corner to a certain extent I, um, I feel
1: bad because I can't remember who it is but I remember someone on Twitter said to us we'll look back on that Palace game in a couple of weeks time and go that's actually a good point like, yeah we real, might we they said might. that that would be a really good point if you in if in a couple of weeks time when you look at it and I was like yeah. Do you know what they could be right there
2: yeah, because they're, they're, they're not a side that necessarily going to sort, sort of, you know, they'll probably end up where they are, but but they are quite a dangerous side away against big teams because of the type of yeah. player they got, and it's quite I mean, they, they
1: had the better chances as well, let's be fair to them. I thought Love we the, the, might have the, been the,
2: slightly the, lucky to get the point, in a way. Yeah, yeah.
1: the Benteke um, save from Leno was sensational. I know I've completely yeah, underrated him. So, yeah, yeah. So, fair play. I mean, um, people giving props to Leno yesterday, and I was like, look, let's... <laughs> Let's be fair. He, done, he didn't have nothing to do. So. I think we've got someone <laughs> yeah.
2: asking for. I think Arthur's asking us to to compliment Leno, and, I, and I'm like, yeah. well, the best compliment i give him is he didn't do anything. No, he had nothing did. to do. They yeah. had four shots in the whole game, and I can't remember one of them. Um, I'm sure one was at him, and he saved one close mm-hmm. range. But but it was you know it was a relatively comfortable save, I think.
1: Yeah. Um, but he other than the that, old sun lounger and the camels out. I think. Because... Yeah. And well, it's <laughs> not what we were easy. saying
2: though. No. In the last part, we're just in the last podcast we were. Saying you know, we don't want him to be this busy, and and you know, having to s- constantly talk about the goalkeeper as a possible man of the match isn't something we always want. So this is this is a great thing for this. So there's your Leno conversation done <laughs> uh we're over with this one's called um a Bamiyang fries the magpies um that's referring to newcastles nickname of course we we're, we're against animal cruelty on here specifically neil who's you know very very we're all against it i don't want it. bellerin's pr team to be a call you know <laughs> Getting on it, I'll stop, I'll stop. Well, let's get back to the football. Okay, um, Arsenal-Newcastle, the line stop laughing. Um, the, the line-up, um, great to see Martinelli back in the squad because obviously I was saying, I was you know hoping it was max three weeks and it ended up being a week, so he's Iron Man, Touchwood. And um, Cedric in for Niles, and Niles was removed from the squad, which was really interesting. I think we've got a lot to talk about with Cedric because I think um, you know he, he gave a really... Um, Sort of, yeah, interesting performance, and a lot of people were even picking him out from out of the match and things like that, but very involved. And then obviously, Thomas Party returning. So, I don't have much to say on the lineup beyond that. Um, I have one question, and I'll go to uh, James for it. As I know, Neil doesn't love the lineup questions. Any concerns, um? or question marks about the sort of back four, not concerns, going to be five clean sheets and first time since 2009. Is it quite interesting though, that that's, you know, there's been multiple back fours that have existed um, throughout the season. And I just wonder um, whether we uh, has got, a, he's got a bit of a dile- dilemma, James is basically what I'm saying. He's got a little bit of dilemmas with who partners holding, And what's incredible about that is we never thought we'd be saying it would be holding plus one, but, He's been terrific, to be fair, and, um, and 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 it's it's quite a toss-up, isn't it? And fair play to to Luis, who I thought was was quite good again. Didn't have a load to do again, but quite good again. So, what's your thoughts on that and how he's easing Gabriel back in?
1: Yeah, so for me, when it, when it came out, I was I was relatively happy. Uh, apart from obviously, I I always believed that he wanted one left footer, one right footer. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, he's done it again, where he's put the two righties in with. Um, Holding and Louise, but uh, understood why Bellerin was um, dro- dropped. Niles did make me scratch my head a bit because I was like, well, he, he's, he hasn't even made the bench. I was like, okay, okay. And then when they did all the pre match, um, sadly, I um, over here had the sky coverage. And although I do like uh, Neville and Carragher to an extent they spent the majority of the pre-match talking about the Liverpool Man United game and I was like you know this is Arsenal Newcastle so if you can and that was a dreadful advert for the Premier League exactly exactly it literally was just like oh you know let's make them two argue clip it up and get it on the YouTube to get even bigger numbers because they were just having little digs at one another and everything else it was quite boring to be fair I was like can I get some Arsenal and Newcastle stuff here please like analysis and everything else and in post-match when they actually did it it was really good so I'm like well you know why didn't you do this pre-match and post-match so that maybe I can you know get relevant content for what um, the people actually want to see but yeah Bellerin like I said I knew he was going to be dropped Cedric it was one of those where I was like okay mate well you played the other day in the cup game and you didn't take your chance so let's see what you can do this game sensational absolutely brilliant this game so got to give him you know got to give him props but I guess you, you might have a bit more on him later because I saw some of the listeners questions that come in and then in terms of David Louise, um, I thought that the game in the cup apart from obviously some of the chances that he had that were more so on the floor aerially dealing with Andy Carroll I thought Louise and uh, Rob Holden especially did really well against him. And he probably looked at it and thought, "Wang well, hang on a sec, they might go with a two and they might do Wilson as well, who isn't, you know, as good as Andy Carroll in the air, but he can still hold it up and maybe bring Carroll in. So he thought to himself, do you know what? Maybe I'll put Louise in there with Holden again, just to hope, you know, to stop all that threat there and everything, which it did. They didn't really, like we said a minute ago, they didn't really create anything but um no that like you said with the niles one in the pre-match um when arteta did his interview he, he said that that was a football indecision
2: and uh danny sabayos was as well so I think, I think there was some stuff that came out about tight car for danny sabayos yeah, was yeah it was tight it seems a bit like coronavirus in the team at the moment it's <laughs> just spread into everyone yeah <laughs> but, yeah we, well we all know the mari conspiracy
1: so i mean i might uh, he was in all the videos all week and then he's, oh, no, 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 his calf's still really bad. I'm like, didn't mm, it, it look too bad when he's running around and training and having a laugh with all the lads and everything. Uh, I'm <laughs> like, that's the, that's the you want to keep that million quid. I'm like... That's after February 1st, we're okay, is it? Yeah, I've, I believe it's only for league. So it, wouldn't, oh. it would not surprise me if he played Saturday night. There you and then go. Uh, all of a sudden it's like, oh, he's had a recurrence. Uh, in the <laughs>
2: I just don't really, wonder uh... if it's true how players are accepting of these comments they must be livid with it if it's true do you know what I mean but again we'll never know I guess but um, uh, to yeah. be fair it's a few days off for
1: him I don't know um, you know I don't know how involved he is in his personal life what he's got on but
2: yeah, yeah. So it's, don't, easier, uh, it's
1: easier to watch it on the telly than it is to looking,
2: play, isn't it? He's is a good-looking chap, to be fair to yeah, him. He's yeah, he yeah, a good-looking yeah, he chap, Mari, yeah. Um, We've got but, um, a few of them, to be fair. <laughs> but yeah, we have, actually. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, but you Neil, know, it was a cagey affair. I've started to get, you know, the feel, especially in the first half of... Um, or, or, or a little bit of the Palace game, but we did create a lot more, in fairness to us. I'm re-watching the first half now because, you know, I was just frustrated because or you want to win the game. So the longer it stays nil-nil, the more frustrated you get and you get a bit more, a bit of a not a warped view of it but just maybe not a, uh, um, an objective view of the game and uh, we, we created I felt like a lot came through Aubameyang and it was encouraging Neil what do you think of his performance because obviously my half time tweet was take him off and uh, I'm so obviously he looks stupid for tweeting that but um but he, he was very involved, and, and that's something we've argued that he hasn't been in recent weeks. Or, um, and but he was very, very involved but in the first half. He, you know, it was frustrating. He missed some chances. He, the ball got caught under his feet a lot. The ball was with him a lot. We were releasing the ball a lot earlier to him down the left. I felt from central midfield and fair play to Party and and Jacka for that. I think Party quickens everything up, doesn't he? But um, you know, overall, um, for Abamyang. Um, you you can't complain that's what you know he's doing what he's paid to do I think this could be I hope the turning point because it really felt like that first goal might have triggered something
0: Yeah I I think uh, there was echoes of Crystal Palace and that would have been what another 90 plus a a game and a half of frustration really but I thought the difference was um, as you quite rightly said we were we were creating I think chances more so than we did it Palace or against Palace um, and then it was kind of is it going to be just a matter of time that one of those is going to get converted um, if you speak about a, man, a bombing, there's one particular chance in the first half where actually I think he started from defence um, he helped he helped clear the lines at the defence uh, and I can't remember who he passed it to was it Tierney or uh, I, I can't remember it was down the left hand side and he literally just shot up. I think it's the one that led to where it kind of was a deflected shot. And then um darlo literally had to kind of twist his oh, body and like save cross, it in the co- cross. Yeah. 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 So that, that was encouraging because that kind of epitomized that his whole change in this game, that he's getting more involved because he actually started the move right from the, from the, from the back um, and carried it forward. So, and, and sorry, sprinted forward to, to, to collect the delivery. So, Seeing that and then as you said Jack, a couple of other chances where where you know the, the one which uh, which uh, he um, uh, hit the crossbar with his foot when he was kind of almost falling over, that was a great move as well by the team. again, that was another example of how we looked like we were going to change things. Our, our transitions were a lot better, turnovers were a lot better. I think you're right, party and Shaka are uh, complementing each other very well in midfield in the engine which is making everything move so much faster and then you've got the people people like Emil Smith Rowe which is who 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 releases the ball so so quick so quick he's so intelligent with it first as well first
2: touch is fantastic that, by the way
0: yeah unbelievable and, and that's exactly and and that gives that tiny you know, even if it's just a matter of seconds but it gives the person receiving from him just that little bit of extra time to steady themselves, have a little more time to think about what they're going to do with the ball that they receive from him, and I and I just feel that the movement because of, because we quickened everything up because Xhaka is now f- playing a bit more forward as well uh, alongside with Party being with that pivot role with him. I just feel that we are going to be creating a lot more. And if Aubameyang certainly has found his uh, scoring boots, you know this this forward line with Saka on the right. We, we could be if everyone stays you know, injury free, you know, well, touch wood. Um, it's a potent lineup in the front, it really is. Because, because Emma Smith Rowe is working well with Lacquer, certainly helped Lacquer. He's transformed in the last few matches because of him. And I keep pointing at Smith Rowe, but you know, for me, I think he probably tipped man of the match. I mean, there was there was three or four contenders, I believe, but I, I, I think he has transformed us such a young player such a mature head Um, I I think it's a good omen I think it's a good example of what we're going to see going forward and I'm so pleased for Aubameyang I mean I know I've given him pelters recently for me more so I just don't think he should be captain but it's not going to happen I think he's going to retain it at least for this season Um, but if he's scoring again I don't care if he's scoring and it's causing us chances to, to win matches I don't care and I think it will turn it around I think getting the brace has helped as well you know I think I think we will we will see a lot more for him. But I think going into the game against um, in the FA Cup, I wonder if he's going to get dropped for Martinelli. It'll be
2: interesting to see. Yeah, to I see mean, what you expect some rotation, but obviously it's it's a really tough game. Southampton have a great season, so. Um, but I just saw um, first. Obviously, I think the one you taught about, was it basically the the. the off um, Saka's cross basically and then he hit the post almost an open goal wasn't it Bamier? but again just shows I think it was a right footed effort from Saka shows how he can go both ways again Saka you know that's why so um, you can't take him out of the right side now because he just offers so much variety to his game you don't know which way he's going to go whereas with Willian you can tell his goal he's always to kind of basically hit the byline and whip a cross in and he doesn't really want to hold the ball too long. Pepe's the opposite he wants the ball all the time but always wants to drive inside and Saka's just he, I mean he, he simplifies everything and he makes everything look so easy and he does it with such minimal amount of touches that when you watch him he's just like you're just too consistent um, in comparison to two players that are vastly more experienced than yourself. It's just incredible and I, I, don't, I still don't know what the price there isn't a price that you can really put on a player that's of that age that's showing that much consistency in a side that is basically ravaged with inconsistencies i I don't really know what how to put a price on him to be honest and I, i can't see how he can't be talked about he is with us but i'm not sure globally if he's talked amongst the elite young players like the harlands and people like that but i really can't understand why he wouldn't be um but, like you said, I thought um, in the first half, obviously, that chance from Abameyang, yeah, it was kind of, you know, it was a point blank, you know, but it does look like an open goal that he missed and just don't think it's going to work out for me. He tried a few times to do the cut inside, didn't he, that he's done against. um you know, when last season it was so effective, but it just looks like he was just out of sorts and out of confidence. But um, I agree with you on Smith Rowe. I thought he was even in the first half where it was cagey and they were sitting back so much they had no endeavour to go forward at all, did they? But I just felt Smith Rowe was just picking up the ball in key spaces. I think he made four key passes in the game. He's had more creations um, in the Premier League than anyone other than Bruno Fernandez. And that top of the league, man, you we're a mid-table team currently, and Smith Rowe has had more. He had four. More creative uh, chances in this game, obviously created Saka's goal. Um, I just thought, yeah, I just thought, again, he was fantastic. And um, J- James, just going back to you, obviously went into time, really felt, I mean, I felt there was a lot on this game after the Palace game because we're playing catch-up still. We want to show that there's something still in this league season. Is it fair, though, to look at Arteta a little bit and say, um, these were the games that we questioned under Arteta? so for the last year we've said oh he's, he's really got us going in the big games right He's, 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 he's he shows that we can compete we might not win them, we might lose one or two but he's shown that every game we can compete and that, that wasn't the case um, under previous managers for a long time and you can even say our, our great Arsenal winner towards the end it really wasn't the case especially when we went away to him um, but it was these games the home games or, or the games against the lower side's oppositions that you know uh, with all due respect to them the Newcastles the Brightons the West Broms um where they'd sit back and we and we, we struggled to, to to do anything. And in fairness, I mean, we created 20 shots in this game, created 24 shots, I think, against West Brom away, fair amount against Brighton in the second half as well. Um, is it fair to say he's he starting to answer some of those questions um, and how much of it is down to Arteta and how much of it is down to the fact that he was kind of forced into these um, these young guns that are just blowing it up?
1: Yeah, Um it's difficult because I, I still think we're in the bottom three, maybe bottom four of um, first half goals at home. So we, we're not getting a full sort of 90 minutes of a performance. We're getting glimpses, but then we're not going the full game. So after half time, I, I like I said to you earlier, I always believe we probably would break Newcastle down because obviously they are desperate for points. Plus the guy... I, I, I don't think he makes it this weekend. I think he might be sacked imminently. So the guy was playing for his job pretty much. And I, I'm like, he's definitely going to try something here. And, you know, we'll touch on the goals in a minute. But um, yeah, I, I think just at half time, he maybe says like up the tempo and everything else. And I think that's a great question again about the kids, because you look at that Chelsea game and if the three Brazilians okay, I know we've got four, but if those three Brazilians maybe didn't do what was rumoured to be done, um would these lot have got a look in? And that that's that is a amazing, amazing question. And if it is a case of it was needs must, but look how much it's worked, he can't change it now. He can't change it because, you know, the kids have just steamrolled it. They've absolutely steamrolled it, and the numbers aren't lying. And do you know what else? Um, you're talking about just now with Neil. Party for me with Granite Jacker. He allows Emil Smith Rowe to stay further up because in the last couple of games, Emil Smith Rowe was sort of coming in and collecting the ball and then just sprinting or doing what he normally does and in the first half i thought that he veered a bit too much on the left hand side i thought he was going a bit too wide for me and i was like look stay more central you know stay in that number 10 role stay more centrally because that's where you're going to do your damage and um cuz they weren't really coming out but i think it was a case of he kept on doing that lewis and I can't remember who it was that was playing at the right back for him. He just kept on spinning him every single time. So he thought, no, if I stay out wide, I'm going to get the chances here. And then lo and behold, the one that Aubameyang did have that he missed, it all comes from Smith-Rowe and Saka skin in the, uh, like I said, the Lewis that was on the left-hand side. But, you know, I thought he ve- veered a bit too le- wide. And then you say as well, Neil, about his relationship with Lacassette. Again, like I just mentioned, Lacassette kept on coming back in and then he was played as a number ten at some point. But yeah, he he kept coming back deep because he was like, Look, I'm not getting any service. I'm not but he allows Lacassette just you s- just stay up there. Just stay up there, do all your damage in the box. And that's exactly what happened second half. The tempo increased and straight away it's a good glove from Nat Darlow, But Lacassette, that's a typical, that's exactly what I want Lacassette to be doing in the box bang in the box back and it, it was a it was a good glove to be fair because it, it was a blindsided yeah it looked like a stinger it was a typical what i'd call lacquer set in the box sort of shot and um we could have we could have got a goal up then so it's it's getting that consistency all the way through for a 90 minutes
2: you know okay have you noticed james though um this season more than any there's not a lot of sides that are doing it for 90 minutes no. have you noticed oh, that no. yeah. because yeah. of fatigue and i think like the liverpool man new game was evident like like this is the best in theory this is the best the league has to offer at this current point mm. and i was watching it going yeah I, I think this is worse than i've seen in a lot of see and i think a lot of those games exist this season mm. where they just kind of peter out and i think yeah. it's down to the league in a way but it's down to the, the scheduling the the, I mean, of the the league the league's
1: always that's that's why the Prem I think is the best because it's always been a bit mental like there's always some a result one weekend where you're like yeah. bloody hell yeah, how did they do that but this year it is I used to have where if you were say you were doing an accumulator I don't know if you're both betting men but you'd have you'd have some that were a given but now I'm like I'd never do a Premier League accumulator I'll do the other leagues I'd never, I'd never touched a prem, especially this year. I'd never touched a prem this year on an accumulator, because it's just completely like West Brom. I never would have thought we'd got something out of Wolves the other day. Uh, so it's just it's so topsy-turvy in terms of what's going to go on. That's why we're still
0: in it. That's why yeah. we're still going to win the that title. Mean, and the league, I mean, the
2: league, I mean, I think I think it was Carragher and um, Neville that mentioned, you know, the league's been won with 98, 99, 100 points in the last few years, but it's probably going to win with probably mid-80s this it's, 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 season. Yeah, this, you know what it's I mean? That, but it's, it's like, who wants it? Who wants it? Because, you know,
1: when, when, when them lot down the road beat us, they had won it. Now, all of a sudden, they're, you know, they're fifth. Chelsea, who were, you know, they'd won it bloody earlier than Spurs had won it. Now, we're only, what is it? Three or something points off then. Um, Liverpool, you my, you and Michael summed it up right at the start of the year where you went fourth season, James. He went, he's, you know, the fourth one. He's, he's He said the first three, you can run and run and run, and, but he went that fourth one is too high. And it looked, you know, Playing centre mid to centre backs, nothing. He's, just run, he's run well. Van Dyke obviously freak injury, but he's run everyone else into the ground. United are uh, there at the moment, but you know it's 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 like
2: Christmas. They've been Friday. terrible, though. After, Have you watched after,
1: them? After, Have you watched yeah, them? after January the sixth? They've got to calm down.
2: I mean, and they could. It's always hard to judge for the United because they, they've won leagues when they've been terrible before. But I watched yeah, I've watched them the last ten games. They've been awful, awful. Yeah. I watched almost every game, it's, and I'm like, they are terrible. It, it's, but they're it, it's really effective, obviously. It.
1: Yeah, but it's looking at who wants, for me, I think the side that's slowly just doing the business and seeing what's happening at the moment is City. They're the one who I think probably are going to go in there and try and sneak it through. But yes, yeah, who wants it, you know, and um, like we're going back on Arsenal terms, it is, it is building that consistency because, okay, yesterday it was Newcastle but there are going to be other teams where, you know, that Aubameyang chance in the first half, I hate going back to it because obviously he did so well with his two goals. But that reminded me of that sort of middle bad bit of earlier in the year where it was like, we're going to get one or two chances a game and if we don't score them, that's it. That's it. But I think we are creating a lot more now, but there are going to be teams that we play, especially in the next couple of weeks, that ain't going to give Arsenal that much time on the ball.
2: No, no, I do. I I mean, I don't want to be, uh, definitely don't want to be overly positive because it would go against the habit of a lifetime. But I think um, I watch this team and I, I keep thinking against bigger teams, that front four is going to be better because they're going to have more room the other team's going to be going the other way more and I think we'll transition a lot better with that bigger team with with this front four if they're on it and I think when we play well Lacazette plays well and Lacazette I still think he had a very good game in this game like you said he was almost a trigger for the second half research that little swivel and hit and we're like okay now it's on it was pretty much one way traffic from then, and we never look back. Neil epitomised the performance. Thomas Partey had um, a higher percentage pass rate than than the pass percentage king in Granite Jacker. He had ninety four point seven percent pass rate. Um, Passed less than Granite Jacker. In fairness, I didn't actually think it was the best game I've seen Thomas Party play. I thought he was better at United, but um, at the same time, you know, he wasn't. He, he's just um, he makes things look so easy. And I think it was epitomised by the. The goal really for for it, it, it just we've been crying out for a midfielder to do something like that. Play it early, play it quick, and and right into his path, acres of space for Bamiyang. and it wasn't the only time he did it. Um, I know you're a big fan of Thomas Party, but really encouraging to see him come back and just just slot right in, isn't it? And encouraging to see um, Jacker and him work together, which is something we've questioned.
0: Well, absolutely. Well, you talk about transition. That goal epitomised transition because you know, Newcastle in our, in our area, in our half. Um, and I think he, he managed to get past two men. It wasn't just about the pass. He got past two players, one at least, at least one. And then I think it's two, actually, I think it was from memory. And it was a great pass. And it was quick because you said, this is it. The, 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 it's for me what I'm seeing with these players now, because I think we've got a finely tuned, balanced side, especially with Sakura Wright. I think Xhaka and, Partey are working well together. I think that is our midfield partnership at the moment, for sure, for sure. I know we've seen some good performances from the other players, but this for me is the partnership because they're big, they're they're strong players. Both of them are big, strong players. I think because the way Partey is, it's encouraging, maybe in a way, for Xhaka to almost play forward as well now and be quicker and if you've got two strong players protecting the back four who also let's not forget i think we've got we've got three four maybe even four if you count Louise. four could set the backs now as well um and got to mention rob holding i think he's superb i think he's deserved that contract and i think he was superb again yesterday so did you, I think did you, did you, sorry, balance,
2: to be, sorry to interrupt you What did you <laughs> think of um, In the first half hold, Holding just going Through Elmer on Did you remember that one And he kind of yeah. Went get up yeah. and I, I was a little bit like Don't var it Do you know what I mean No But,
0: um, but he did that but he did. It reminded me of When he did that with Costa Do you remember
2: Yeah
0: And Marley do you remember
2: yeah, you're well? not getting in my
0: face you're not yeah. going to beat me I, I, I've i always said it I've always liked holding he reminds me of Tony Adams he's a very old-fashioned defender and I know he might not be the prettiest but he just gets the job done but you know we've we've got Murray as well who's been sensational so everything's looking good now if you've got Shaka and uh, Party doing well in the midfield and then you've got four at least four good centre-backs and I'm counting Lewis here because I think Lewis has done all right to be fair Um it's looking good for us at the moment. So, but that ball, that party released to Aubameyang, it gave Aubameyang the space to do and the time to do what he has, what we've known him, almost like a trademark goal, you know, running down the left and cutting in and scoring a good goal. So, I mean, a lot of people say to me, oh, he mishit it. And yeah, maybe in a little bit. it might not be his cleanest of strikes, but the point is it went in. And because it went in, I think that's given him the confidence. Hopefully, spearhead another like resurgence from him and maybe... You'll start scoring a little bit more regularly now. I, I, th- I think I think party was essential. Is was essential to our team before the season. I was crying out for his signature. For me, he has linked. James, you were talking about it earlier. It's like Lacazette doesn't have to come as far back now. You've got that mix with with him and Emil Smith Rowe, but Lacazette can stay a little bit where he needs to be. Smithro can maybe even run ahead of lacazette and create mayhem going forward and and, and party is that link and we didn't have that link for so long between the back and the and the front line it was just missing we just didn't have any no creativity we didn't have we had gaps where who was who was g- going to be servicing the front line and now we've got party and as i said i think he's influencing Shaka to do the same same thing so massive massive signing and I think it'll only get better. I don't even think we've seen the best of him yet, Jack.
2: No, and I think we said on the last pod that um, party coming into this team might take this front four even to another level that we're not seeing. Yeah, and I think from that, just from that goal, uh, every player is in their own half when he plays the in our own half, other than when he plays the ball. But when Aubameyang hits it, there's four players in the box. You know, So they've flown. Smith, Rowe, Osaka, and what And that desire to... to to get in the box and we, we moaned about that first three I would just moaning about you know the, the want to score and the desire to, to attack and sort of Arteta alluded to that the youngsters sort of playing with freedom and it was quite refreshing to hear because there was a lot of arguments from us that the restriction was coming from the manager and um, it's, it's really refreshing to hear that you know he, he's all for that and even Smith Rowe said at the end of the game that I, you know Arteta is, just says to me just go out and be free and play comfortably and don't get your head down even if you look lose the ball and all this sort of stuff and, and that because it, it did feel early on in the season and that's why it's so hard to judge but it felt it was very very pinpoint you know um, almost talking every pass the players and all this kind of stuff and um, sort of dictating everything so that's really really good so I, like you said I, I don't think we've seen it all from part yet I'm, I'm really what I'm more encouraged about is to see how uh, how he might bring the best out of maybe three three midfield partners that we we probably in our hearts maybe don't think are to the level or certainly not to his level and I wonder what he can bring so again I thought Xhaka rather than his once or twice a game, fall down and try to win a foul when it isn't one moment. Um, and I think Tierney had a little bit of a. He was just like, "Get up, mate!" And just, and he just, it was. He does it every game. I don't know why he does it. Uh, the ball's at his feet. There's no need to fall. Just keep playing. He falls to the floor. But other than that, I thought Jacker again since he's come back was really, really solid. Um, but again, you know, obviously bigger, game, tougher test to come. But um, but James, after that, really one nil. Uh, I think we just we, you know you know, took the handbrake off as, as, as we like to say. And, um, the second year old, mate. I mean, I don't really know what to say about the the, the youngsters, um, other than, I, you know, the consistency. We know we can get it from Saka because I think that we've seen it for, for enough time, but Smith, where do where do you stand with Smith Rowe on, um, yeah, I think he had four key passes. Um, obviously, I think that's three assists in the Premier League in five, and they've all been to Bakayo Saka, I want to say. All of his assists for goals have been to Saka. But obviously, he's created more and more key chances um, than that, that people probably should have put away. Bamiyang had one in the first half that went over to Bar and, um I just think, um, again, it, there's a lot of debate out there about whether we should bring in someone this window or not. Obviously, we've seen our superstars or go away in the last few days um, so we, we don't have that number 10 officially you know, on the books, the big star which is fantastic work by the club by the way, I don't really well, we do a little sorts transfer window segment at the end but none of us, I don't think on this podcast said Kalashnak and Urza were going to go this window, I think we said we maybe hoped to I don't think any of us actually believe they would so that is fair play to the club for getting them off the books because I do think more than anything removing Deadwood and I would say some toxicity is actually going to be a big factor for this group. And even, even Smith Rowe said something and I I don't know if I was just reading into it, but he said over the last week or two, we've been, you know, as a group, we've been, you know, bonding so much more and collectively much better uh, in practice. And to me, it was just alluding to, you know, just trimming the squad, but, I don't know, and removing players that just know they're not really going to be part of us for the future. But um, Smith, Smith, where do you stand on that debate? Because he's showing, cause, I mean, Palace maybe not, but no one did really, but he's showing consistency. But I still think we need some fun in there to really sort of help drive him. But it depends on what type of player we bring in and what level of experience they're at, James.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's the same with wanting another goalkeeper. It's if he goes down, who are you putting in there? Because who are you going to put in there that produces that sort of like you like we talked about in the last podcast? Who's got that energy? Who's got that desire? And who's got that kind of numbers out of who's left? Willock, no. Willie Ann? no. I ain't dropping lack a setback in there to be a number ten again. I'm like you need to get, and it's tough to say you need to get a recognised, you know, number ten in this window because. We might do you, you never know, we might do a madness. I think it's very bad to take a hundred and twenty million pound loan off the government and then do a madness. But I I don't know. I really, really don't know. But on turn on ter, in terms of the goal, uh you, you you pulled all the numbers up so I don't have to, so cheers for that. I, I did get the stats, but you know, you, you done it for me, so thank you. Um yeah, 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 I appreciate that. well
2: um, welcome. All part yeah, of service.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, um, like you said, he's assisted three of Saka's goals this season and that's the most an English duos combined before they've both turned 21 ever in, Premier, in the time of the Premier League. So I'm um, like them two, I don't know if they've got... You know how they say like a twin has like an intrinsic link? With, I'm not I'm not trying to go that deep. They have played a lot at youth level, yeah, though, right, together, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, there. there is just something there that's a mutual telepathy of, right... You know, he's going to do this. I'm going to have to be here. I'm going to have to stay. Because the finish, it's a nice little weighted, tidy little finish in. But the the work beforehand, um, I, I said it as well um, about Emil Smith-Rowe the other day when he's on his bike, you know, when, when we were talking about the FA Cup game, he's just sprint, sprint, sprint. And again, it, was a, it just exploits the space, completely exploits every single bit, every blade of grass the guy has. He's doing something on it. You know, we, we've had what, <laughs> I know the word's passengers, but we've had people that for so many years haven't done stuff like that. Like, like, it's just nice to watch Arsenal with a smile on your face and I think you like it more because they're kids that have come through. Okay, if it was someone that we bought and, you know, someone... Had, you know, if Willian done that kind of run and played that sort of assist... You go, oh, that's fantastic. Well, you know, well played, Willianne, you know, that's great. But when it's someone that's come through the academy, you just you just like it that little tiny bit more. And there was a there was a period um, where obviously when things were going bad, where I was just like, I don't really resonate with any of these Arsenal players at the moment. Whereas in the 90s and the Invincibles and everything else, I could sort of compare. I, I, I was nowhere near them as footballers, but it's like personalities and people. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a bit, you know, I've got that sort of thing with me in my, you know, I've got that sort of ego in what I'm doing. I've got, but now you've got people like Tierney that's flying, Aubameyang's obviously like Neil, you always say when that guy's playing with a smile on his face, you know, He's, you know, and um, even though he had the mask on, because when they sit on the bench now, they have to wear the face mask, which is totally, you know, yeah, do wear your masks if you're listening, unless you're exempt. Um, <laughs> you, you could see even underneath, he's beaming underneath the thing. So, yeah, I, I think he got taken off because he needed to take a shit. But <laughs> uh, other than that, yeah, I thought Bamian was great. But no, in terms of that second goal, it's, it's like you said, energy, passion, Telepathy between the two, and um, you, you can't keep expecting Smith Rowe to do it. I believe, you know, I know we didn't really want to touch on Palace, and I, I won't, I won't go deep, deep into it. But I believe he was burnt out. I think, I think all of them just, you know, especially after playing that extra time against Newcastle as well, and there was a, there was a bit of a rest period in there. I just think they were a bit drained, and to keep expecting Emil Smith Rowe to do this every week gonna you know. I, I don't think fans are gonna turn on him. I'm not gonna go that deep, but, um, yeah, there's gonna, there are gonna be games that are gonna be reminiscent of Palace, and I just hope and pray people don't get, because I, I, I think you got to find someone that's sort of similar in profile, but you don't have to have them similar in age. They can be a bit older, you know. I'm not saying you know Willian type older, but you go for a bit. Yeah. 20- you know that that 20 24 to 29 sort of age and then yeah i'm not saying buy someone that's an exact duplicate of smith Rowe, but someone that's got that sort of accuracy that can pull you up that kind of numbers because and i mean i'm looking at it and i'm like could you do it could you do it again with another
2: loaning i don't know I don't know, but they're talking like, let's go for six months. But again, the thing with with that is... um I just like like you said, it's the energy and the drive, right? And and even from uh, obviously, everyone knows our thoughts or everyone's individual thoughts on this podcast about Meza Ozil So we don't really need really to go into it too much. But mm-hmm. but but his drive. I'm not acting like I've never acted like he's not a talented footballer, right? Because early on, I what would be stupid to say Meza Ozil is a talented footballer. I've never said that. But what I've said what he said was you could see the drop off in terms of the the ability to basically make those runs that Smith Rowe was making all game all game yesterday, and then go beyond it. I mean that second goal. He drives with a ball. He goes inside, outside. That's their captain that he does. who should have been sent off by the end of the game, by the way, Lascelles. Um, but he's done that four or five times in this game. Just he's driving runs directly at the heart of their, their defence. And what we've seen in the last few years from our number 10, even if it was Mesut Ozil, is pass and watch your pass. And that's just not that's not a modern day 8-10 anymore anyway. So maybe it is a 20 a 28 year old position and if you're not able to keep yeah. that level anymore you can't play there anymore because yeah. I, that's I, what I, you the, need
1: football goes in spells you know we, we we had a time where it was you need big physical type of players then it become oh you need your intricate tidy players and now there's just so much more emphasis on running and you know width and everything else at the moment and um he did. He didn't fit. It just didn't fit in what we're trying to do and where we're going. I know a lot of people were like, "Oh, you know, we're not creating." And when you single out a three hundred and fifty grand a week footballer to create, I'm like, because we don't we don't play that football anymore. That's that is not what Arsenal are trying to do and where Arsenal are trying to go. And Smith Rowe at the moment and Saka, uh, you know, they're epitomising what Arsenal are trying to be and what we're trying to do especially in Arteta's image and again like I touched on it earlier whether he stumbled on it by accident that's what's working now and that's what's got to keep going and um, yeah going back to your main question we definitely we definitely need to find somebody else because if he goes down with an injury and, you know, he has got that injury record. Let's be fair to him. You know, he's doing all right at the moment, but who are you going to bring? There ain't, uh, there isn't anyone there that I think can pull that, you know. For me, I've seen enough of Joe Willock to go, he ain't going to do that.
2: I just think, I think there's a lot more. I I don't know if he'll
1: do it. I think Willock's better as a number eight anyway. And then again, he ain't really that good as a number eight either. Let's, you know, I, I hate I hate slinging mud on a player in a way, but
2: yeah, I think th- there might be one or two more surprises this window as well. I just wonder mm. if that if that player comes in because there's not not really a lot of concrete rumours coming yeah. up. Oh, it I'm, sound I'm, like we're I'm priced if out, but Norwich want forty to fifty million for that Buendia, Go away. Whatever.
1: I'd rather t- I'd rather I'd rather take the high risk loanee than pay forty to fifty million for it. Yeah, okay. and I do rate I do rate Buendia but not for that price. That's what agree.
2: I agree. Mean. That'll be interesting because if we can't get the player we want in January, which is very possible in January for the price we want, the low knee will show whether, how critical we think this season is. And I I think actually getting the number 10 in or an 8 in or the, to basically a to share smith Rose low will show how much we, we believe there's life in this season, really. And I, I really do. I think if we don't do it, I think that shows that we're not I, really that concerned about making I could, Europe I could, the league this could season. See, I could see maybe Ericsson.
1: And, um, maybe. I, don't, I don't think
2: we've got a couple of loanies on the back burner. I think we're trying to do a permanent deal somewhere. And I think if it, if it doesn't happen by the 25th of Jan, you'll start hearing about loan deals, I think. I, 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 I think it... it Something like you, I think something, because I'm trying to understand why the push for removing these players now has happened. Right? Why? Why right now? Right? Why we could have just left, waited for six months more for Ozil. Right? Has he he really become that toxic? And we wait two years with him being like that. So why the push now to drop or Clashneck? Like we just basically settled with them didn't we with these players and just try to get them out the door and I'm thinking we're trying to free up space unfortunately if you look at it and you, you evaluate the squad we, we still need to free up a bit more space before we bring one in because Smith-Rowe and Martinelli are two new players in a way to, to, the, in a way, to the squad right and Kalashnak and, and um, sorry um, Ozil was never part of the squad Saliba was never part of the squad Um So you you know really when you're looking at it, you've not removed as much from the group as as you as you thought you needed. But again, like you said, I think there's real possibilities that that the Willock um, Nelson. Slight sort of still slight chance of Eddie, and I think one we might come to. Don't think this window, but maybe with with Niles, um, after especially if Cedric puts in one or two more performances like that, you you might actually start to ask the question of even him maybe going out. So that might be a real interest. Well, I think there's a little bit more for us to do in this window still, and then obviously the backup goalkeeper, which I think is definitely going to happen somewhere along the line, whether it's that. I like the I watched a training video of that Woodman; he looked quite good. So we'll come to that. But the third goal. Um, Cedric, let's talk about Cedric. Cedric had uh, 90 touches of the ball, which is a hell of a lot for a fullback for a game. That's uh, more than Kieran Tierney, I think. He had eight crosses. That's more than Kieran Tierney as well, which is good going because we know Tierney can whip a crossing. Um, I think it's really interesting performance from Cedric because I, I even tweeted a few days ago, he's played six games in the Premier League in a year for us. I think, And I said, what are we doing? Is this just a complete waste of... Finances, um, and I wasn't necessarily hitting on the quality of play, I was hitting on the amount he's been used. Um, what's your thoughts on, on, on the right back position? Because we do need an alternative to Bellerin, and I think he provides something different to him, Neil.
0: Yeah, I thought it was a great performance, actually. I mean, some people are touting him for man of the match, and that's that's uh. That's saying something. I could, you know, if it'd been a case of where everyone uh, had hadn't done too well and it'd been the same old Arsenal from maybe seven or eight matches ago, then maybe you can think, well, all right, he's probably in the best of a bad bunch. But we had good quality players yesterday, especially in the second half, and then for him to be right up there, that's uh, encouraging. Um, I'm still not. I still don't know what he's going to do with that position. I'm I'm like, I like you guys. I mean, we've got three potential candidates what was the reason for not playing Bellerin why it, 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 it's it's for me I still get this feeling that he's still gonna choose Bellerin as his number one I don't know why but I've still just got that feeling it's just it's nothing but a feeling no logic or science behind it
1: but at least him. it gives him hmm? he, play, he played he oh, yeah, played with it he played course, with him course. he moved him he moved him in with him you know into he, his he house yeah Pratt basically yeah. adopted the guy when he was a kid yeah so okay. that's so, why he's yeah that he He's
0: it like his son, he's always going to put a yeah. in Yeah, but I mean, you, you, you'd like to think that Arteta's a little bit more smarter than that and it's for footballing reasons only, then let's hope so. And, you know, going on that performance from Cedric yesterday, you know, I thought he was busier than Tierney. Mean, if, if anything, I thought Tierney looked quieter compared to Cedric yesterday. And that's nice to see because we've always been saying our left side seems to be more accomplished than the right. And to have now, if Cedric is going to start featuring a little bit more on the back of that performance, it's all about taking your chance, isn't it? You get a chance, and, and, you, and it's like Emil Smith-Rowe did, whether it be by whatever means it was that he got picked for that Chelsea game. You've got to take that opportunity if, as a player. If you're fighting for a position and you really want to play for a club and you really want to show them how good you are, you take that opportunity. And I thought... Cedric hasn't really done that in the future. I know there have been very fleeting chances, but he's never done that before. But yesterday was a revelation. It was like a completely different play. I thought, well, he defended well, he tore down, the, down the, 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 the side, you know, down the lines very well, and he put some good crosses in. There wasn't just that one which led to the goal, which I thought was phenomenal, by the way. It, there was another couple of chances as well, which he created. I'm sure, I think he linked up well with Saka on a couple of occasions as well. And that for me, if he's got a good relationship with someone like Saka who's playing out of his bloody skin, you know, this can be, uh, bodes well to balance up the team, which something we've lacked so desperately in the last few years is balance. And if we've got everything right in all areas of the pitch, you know, that's going to be devastating. So I think he's given the Arteta a little bit of a headache here. And that goal, I mean, it was all him. All right, I know that was still a good finish from, from a bad man. I was having a little bit of a joke with your brother and he was bantering each other off a little bit but you know i i've got to say you know he he he, he had did little one 2 with sucker and then it was all him after that and i think he created it because i think it was a, it was a mispass by the newcastle player so fair enough right that 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 was good but he took really good advantage of that and it showed that speed as well and, and that one touch passing and for me by him going closer to the goal of goal just just Keeping the ball in for, at the byline, literally by a hair's breadth, you know, they, they showed a steal. It looked like it might be out, but just, just it, he kept it in. But by getting that close to the goal, it literally took the goalkeeper out of play. So it literally freed up of the goal. It was like an open goal. And it was, and oh yeah, again, I had to finish it well, but it was literally, it was, it was made all for him to do that. So I, I was very, very impressed with Cedric and I hope that he keeps it up and I hope he does give, Arteta dilemma because I've always said a good team although we don't want to be too big in our squad I think it's useful to have at least two good players in every position if you're going to be challenging for maybe one or two um, trophies or at least trying to get back up the table and become a good a, a force to be reckoned with again and I think that is where just talking about the transfers you were saying earlier we definitely need someone to help Smith throw we definitely need a backup goalkeeper then for me without question because if one of those two get injured we we're, we're, we're going to might we might have to fall back again into what we were doing before this resurgence so i, I think it's great great that cedric did what he did yesterday for me one, one i think
2: you're going I'm going James. Sorry. yeah so one
1: thing i want to just touch on as well to, um about cedric obviously yeah you are talking about the crossing and the passing and everything so he, he had 87% on his passing yesterday which is
2: very good very very good continue your crosses yeah. so much yeah
1: yeah and and not just only that but the main one that I saw, and I was like, bloody hell, yeah, that's a fair point. He's, um, he had three aerials yesterday, and he won all three. Bear in mind, they were ma- that front four for them were massive. I mean, Joe Linton was playing on his side, so he was playing left. Joe Linton was playing left wing. That's a guy that was a target man for Hoffenheim. He's playing as a centre forward, but he put him as a on the left hand side. What is Steve uh, Bruce doing here? Yeah? Well, yeah, but he's he's about, what, six six two six three. 6'3", uh, Cedric's 5'8". And the main aerial that he won was the one that was before the very first goal. He 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 initiated that counter because he he, he done a really good header from, I think they had a three-kick deep in, and they proper overcommitted. They put everybody forward, and he headed it out, and then it was Lacassette that did the one-touch pass, and then Partey did the big final, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Little chip, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if he, if he's that good in the air as well, that adds something because, you know, we've always said Hector Bellerin airily isn't, you know, especially when we have on these corner routines we're doing defensively. I see it sometimes and I'm like, well, Bellerin looks like a mascot with his hand, you know, out like trying to hold. <laughs> he always is. For some reason, Bellerin's always got the most massive guy on the pitch that he's meant to be with. I don't know why <laughs> that happens. But, and another thing as well is, is is Cedric in the first half had that delivery from the set piece. And I'm like, get this guy on the corners because.
2: Zach is awful at him, to oh, be fair.
1: Everyone that we've got awful at him at the moment. Yeah. I'm like, chuck in <laughs> on him. For yeah. At least, I think, uh, was it his free kick that was the one that Louise had the really bad header from?
2: It It might have been. I remember the header. I don't remember it took. Free header,
1: yeah. Because I I I can't remember if that was the Cedric one from the free kick. Because I'm like, get him, get him on the set plays because he's bloody delivery. That's the one thing I've always said. You know, I'm like
2: he's got Beckham-esque delivery. Just the rest of it's just. Well, I t- said that last season. He said he's got the best delivery out of all of our fallbacks, and I think he included both sides in that, which is yeah. which is surprising. And we were like, we were all like, mm, but we I were not seeing him much. And then um, we obviously know he's quite versatile. I wonder if performances like this really indicate that he'll play more, not just because he, you know, he's a good right back, but because he might actually be able to fill in at left back yeah. in a four, because. Clearly Ainsley, mate, and the Niles can't really work in a mm. four, certainly not a left back. And maybe Cedric is, 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 is starting to, b- to become that. So that's where he'll get more game time. I'd be very curious to see if he plays again on Saturday, but maybe not even in the right back position. Maybe he goes over to the left side to give Tierney a break again, because Pottery. again, you know, we, we can't keep... Yeah. I know he's had a little break, Tierney, but it was more for injury than, than, than rest and recovery. But I mean, I thought he's quite fast as well, Cedric. I think he mm. looks a lot faster than he appears... Um, I think the goal was evident of that because I don't know how he kept the ball in after a little bit of a heavy touch. But again, even before that, the, the couple of interchanges with Saka um, just showed some real good speed to get beyond their, their their defenders. So, I mean, I've moaned and moaned about Hector Bellerin's lack of pace um, since, you know, he used to be Usain Bolt. And then he suddenly turned into um, a ultra marathon runner. Um yeah, weighs less than one of them, and then so i I'm quite. I was watching Cedric. I was thinking, yeah, again, a little bit more old style kind of right back. You know, it's simple with the game. You know, gets it out of his feet and whips it in. But but again, some nice nice touches, very involved on the ball. And then I thought it was yeah, it did really well for the goal. So I think i will be curious there because the free. If we talk about the transfer window, the three areas we're possibly contemplating getting is backup goalkeeper, attacking midfielder, and backup left back. And I personally would eradicate the backup left back even after Niles' performance because I just think in my head, risk that one because there are options there, right? you got Saka, you got Niles, you've got Cedric. And they're not perfect options, but they're options. Backup goalkeeper, I don't like the option at all. So that has to happen. Backup attacking midfielder, well, none of us like the options at all either. So, those two are the priority, not the back-up left-back, in my eyes, anyway. Um, Summer's a different story, and I, I still think Summer will get, will, will somehow get a right-back, because I think that whole position will be rejuvenated, but maybe I'm wrong. But, um, good to see Party come off after about 65 minutes. That, you know, suggests that we're, we're still easing him back in a little bit. And then, um, I think smith came off, um, and we saw a couple of, obviously, we saw Willian come on um and um I don't know if did Lacazette see out the 90? I think he did see out the ninety Lacazette Um and I thought he did um did, I thought he did 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 quite well. But um overall, boys, anything more you want to discuss on the game before we do a few fans questions and a quick transfer window stuff?
1: Um just touching on party, it was the uh, he he had fourteen entries into the final third. That's that's another that's another dimension that you know, again, the guy adds is he's, he's going from centre mid and planting that ball into the box, which is something that we've not had. So that that's another one I just wanted to touch on. But no, I, I think we've sum, I, I think we've summed it up.
0: No, I, I, I just want to touch on the the relationship between Saka and Emerson Rowe. I mean, it, it's there's no secret that there is something very intrinsically good about it. Uh, on and off the pitch there's that telepathy telepathy I can never say that word telepathy between the two of them and if you notice for that goal when he was running and just before he uh, planted the assist to him he looked this is where he's mature he's not just running with the ball and running with it really well and travelling with it really well he's 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 intelligent with it because he looks up is so He just glances up just before he delivers it. Now, I know there's some players where it will just run and run and because they haven't got time, they will just literally plant the ball in and hopefully there's a, another player running onto it. But he's actually looking to find that decisive and incisive pass. And I, that's what I love about him. And, and I think there is something very, very special between the two And We've got to protect them. So you're right about, you know, looking for that AM or, or I'd even call it a cover AM because I think he's the main man. For me, I think he's the main man. Because are we really gonna find someone who's as energetic as him? I don't know, even if they're accomplished players. And of course, if we get someone from abroad, they've got to find their feet in the Prem as well. Don't forget that.
2: That is so, the issue with the loan, Neil, because mm-hmm. if you do go to the loan route, um route sorry, I'm doing American flipping a chain. Um, if you go the loan route, um Jay, you expect it to be that experienced player, right? The the rumours of the, the Ericssons and the Iscos, and and they're coming into play for six months. Do you know what I mean? They're coming into play. Otherwise, they probably won't make the move anyway. They'll just go somewhere else and play. So that's expected, right? So that's what I don't like necessarily about the I mean, You never know. Maybe we get a loan move that's not a younger profile player of twenty-two to twenty-six that's just out of favour for some reason or coming back from injury or whatever, and we take a risk on them. But you expect in your head that that that's probably where we go with a loan move. We which is yeah. why I prefer the permanent option, which is why I still think we need to make a sale in order to make the permanent option if it's going to be um, this January. So I, I'm in my head, I'm, I'm hoping we make a make a sale of one of the youngsters that we said we, we probably don't believe uh, have had enough chances already and might, might be able to do that, or an experienced player, but I think it's less likely.
1: I think if you look at it, maybe more so on the Isco side, he will probably be demanding like, no, 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 I want to start. I want like, I want to start. But if you're looking more at Ericsson, Ericsson don't get a look in whatsoever in the Milan, which baffles me because he bought him. But he's clearly changed yeah. his mind. You know, Antonio Conte's clearly changed his mind about him. And got who
2: does he play instead of him, James? Do um, so you know? Because uh, I don't watch him that much, but I'm not trying yeah. to think who they play there.
1: Um, I think it's Nico Borella.
2: Yeah. Um, but yeah I know
1: they've got him and uh, a two. They, they got Vidal haven't they as well and sometimes he pushes Vidal into a number 10 sometimes but uh, uh. yeah it, it's a tough one it is a, it is a tough one but I, th- I think Ericsson would kindly accept okay you know I'm coming back to where I previ- you know I, I know the area it's, you know I've lived you know lived in London North London you know before um, so you know wife and probably children are going to be happy with that move Um and then again, it's one of them where he would probably accept, okay, maybe I might not start every single Premier League game, but, you know, Europa, I think he can still play because I know that it's you can't play in the same competition. So I don't know if Inter used him in the Champions League. I'm not 100% sure on that. But yeah, he can play Europa. So he'll probably go, yes, there's, can. Five, there's five subs in that. So maybe I'll get a look in that way. I it, Again, It's it's not that I want one to replace Emil Smith I hope people are listening. I, I don't want Emil Smith Rowe dropped. It's just, you know, to expect him to keep doing that time and time again is a lot of pressure on someone with that young of an age and that injury record.
2: Yes, exactly. And we just had a question and we've had a few, but um, does Cedric start? Oh, sorry. Just, um, we had one on the Smith Rowe from... Um, from Scott Borg uh, at sm underscore scott um, underscore Borg just threw it into us. Um, give me the form of F, Emil Smith Rowe. Do you still think Arsenal need to sign an established creative player? I think we all agree that we do. Obviously, Neil thinks you know he's saying you know, but not someone that restricts Emil Smith Rowe's game time as such, and and someone that you know we're still that that position is still very competitive we don't want a player to come in and automatically takes his starting berth right so basically we what we don't want is a, is a willian scenario right basically we don't want a willian sorry where he comes in and he takes away the right winger starting berth straight away and basically he's got it until we're forced to change it because that's basically what happens. That's, 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 that's what we a lot of
1: what that's a lot of what's happened with pepe if you look, yeah. Pepe, Pepe had his most consistent and most productive run. And you look at the cup final.
2: It was his I'd best say, performance.
1: I'd say Aubameyang probably stole the game with his goals. Then. But if you were like James, who's your man in a match in terms of performance in the cup? But it was Pepe all day long. Yeah, he? him and Sabayas were fantastic. And, and the sign of the Williams just made him go shh, sink yeah. right straight down. And... Um, you know, he probably he's probably not going to recover from it, which no. is sad for me. And again, it's you know, it goes into this Arsenal. Well, every time they spend big, they f it up, and blah, 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 blah. it just feeds into that horrible, detestable sort of argument that keeps happening. And, um, yes, that, that's that's not what you know. I don't think Smith Rowe would get like that. I think Smith Rowe's hungrier. I, th- I think, obviously, you know, being an academy product and everything else, he's, like, he's not going to want to surrender because he's, he's worked so hard to get it. i yeah. been at the club since he was... And old. he doesn't
0: have the price tag either. No, I think that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's a big, as well, yeah. big, big con as far as Pepe exactly. from, a, from exactly. himself, from him, from yeah, his point yeah. of view. I think it's a massive con, massive yeah. pressure. Yeah. and
1: yeah. Then, It's um, a lot more, if Smith Rowe makes a mistake, a lot more fans are willing to accept it from him. But if Pepe does something wrong, like you said, yeah, with that price tag, he gets... Slandered for everything, so yeah, rightfully so. Sometimes,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not he's not been great, but again, I, th- I think initially this season mismanagement of him was 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 the sort of catalyst to to some of the poor performances we're seeing now. But I expect him to start on Saturday and get another chance, and he's got to start taking one of them. To be fair, because Saka's just um he's just clear and gone in that right wing position at the moment, and. um I hope he stays that way because he's unbelievable. But um, but a, oh, sorry. Um, he, uh, Scott Borg also asks, if not, what do you see as our greatest signing priority? He says if we don't, so we do think we need a creative player in Scott. I still personally think the backup goalkeeper is actually bigger priority because I I am sort of getting heart palpitations about something happening to Leno and and this boy coming in because I don't want to knock him, but he's he's definitely not ready to come in. So I would go the the, the back the safe route is the backup goalkeeper first and then trying to get the 10 in I think Um, so yeah Scott I think those are the only two I'd look at this window to be honest I don't think I'd look at a backup left back which would be the third thing but I I wouldn't look at it this window I'd I'd risk that because I think you can cover it within the squad and then um, if we do get a 10 in I I would hope that it goes away, goes out, sorry not goes away, goes out because it, it, there's just no room. There's no room. Surely there's no room at that point. Um, Bernadette just gives a comment about uh, will we, we will be punished against better teams than Newcastle or Palace if we lack urgency in early early on in recent games. And I, I agree with that. We do seem yeah, to 100%. start 100% slowly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Bernadette68 always comes up with some good comments. And that's true. I mean, we do have to start games faster. We started fast against Chelsea, didn't we? Obviously West Brom, we flew them away, but you know, um, but we do, we do need to. And it's just a one Our oh, Games are so quick and fast. And I do go back to you. I don't think we've had, I think we've had a, um, a pretty tough run of it over the Christmas period, which is the hardest period for everyone. This six weeks, and there's been some teams that have benefited from, um, you know, just games being postponed for for COVID-related reasons. Obviously, if it's embedded in, in, you know through the squad, that's not benefiting from it. But there's some teams, as we know, that have just been the teams that are playing against those teams, or or whatnot, or just happen to have postponed the games and they've got a week off suddenly. And we haven't we haven't got that at all, have we? We've not. Come, that's not come round to us so we've played constantly throughout I think Villa are four games off us right it's just incredible you know and obviously they've got to make up those games but they're going to make up those games where it's a lot quieter right because in this six weeks there's a game every four days and I, I think you can't do anything about it but it's not really an even playing field at that point because there's there's just a lot of so I don't know, you know, it goes, you got, you got to handle it. It's a, it's a unique season. So um, please say something nice about Burnley. We did already Arthur. So thank you. Arthur. Um, um, Neil, Mark Gunner, Mark, um, Mark Harrison, just got a question for us. At Austin's glasses underscore. It's a good question. Hey guys. Uh, thank you, Mark. Hey guys, given that the team seems to be stabilizing and is looking more consistent, finally, realistically, how high do you think we can finish? Also, given that steady improvement, can we win something this season or is that a bridge too far? Neil, obviously, you're basing this on the fact that the season is already halfway in and we're 10th, not the start of the season where you say quadruple. Thank you, Mark. Uh, I was the show for a long time. He's Mathematically, still possible, son. Well, yeah, with this league, I mean, it's mental, but let's be... Come do right, you know let, what? No, all
0: right. Let's be, let's be realistic. I'd say f- f- top five... I don't see why not. Look, it, so get if we, if we get, look, 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 let's let's just have a look at look at it. I, I, I think Bernadette makes a great point. We have to play for 90 minutes. That's something we've really struggled to do for so long under three or four different managers. I think it kind of started with Wenger, but we just don't seem to be able to play consistently. I'm not saying every game. But consistently, we, we either start well and then we switch off or it's the other way around. And sometimes we start playing well when it's too late, and it's about seven minutes left. And we think, why don't we do this for like a good part of the game? And that is the key. If we can get that right, on paper, if you look at how we set up yesterday and the players that were on that yesterday, it's nothing to say we're not a top five side or even a top four side. I, I, that's just the way I see it. And then if you look at it from, I know a really dream-like perspective like I do, but what with, how many points are we really from the top two or three away? We're not that far. It's not, because and the only reason why I say that, if it had been last the season before where we didn't have this COVID and et cetera, and you had the man cities and the Liverpools just flying away with it because every single game they played, you couldn't even see them drawing, let alone losing. That was different. You had, you know, two or three teams just on a different level, but I've not seen any one team this season, bar maybe man city now that have really taken this, uh, the ball by the horns with this title you know, we're just getting, like, really weird performances sometimes. You suddenly think, oh, it seems doing well, and then they kind of to drop top, off.
1: Seven points off top four.
0: Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. That's only a couple of wins and, and a couple of draws from from us and the two or three losses or a few draws on from them. And, you know, we could be back in the mix. I'm going to say top five. I'm going to say top five to answer the question. And I think, I think, I'm not sure. Are we going to be able to have another good cup run? Maybe. Maybe, but I would be really happy with progress. For, to us to even finish top four will be massive progress, even if we don't win a cup. But for me, top five and and maybe a good cup run. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, be. let's be
2: honest. We, I mean, we, we it was last season in the FA Cup we had a hot, very, very, very difficult run, and it, you know, for us to get further, the run is extremely difficult. Again, I mean, we played Newcastle in the first round, which some would say was easy. Well, you go and look at who the other teams played, because they're, they're playing teams in league, league Two and League Three, and they've got them again in the next round. A lot of the teams we've got, I mean, for us to go forward, we have got beat Southampton, and then now we got to beat Wolves and they're, they're, that's a way as well so I mean it's a it's a it's a really tough run in the FA Cup already and the and Europa League again winning our group comfortably I think we won every game Benfica we got it's not an easy it's not an easy game do you know what I mean so the rounds in anything have not been kind to us in a year where the games are so congested you, you probably would hope for one or two the, easy the rounds or easier rounds
1: out of the Benfica game is that the away games first so I'm like start Get the away goals quick, and then just because I always worry more when we play the home leg first.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, I like, yeah. Well, I, like, some... I like having
1: I like having the away game first, and then you know what you have got to do when you get back. I like, yeah, like that. that's what I prefer.
2: What's your answer to the to Mark's question? Uh, realistically, how high do you think we can finish at this point, James? Um, I reckon I reckon same as Neil. I reckon
1: top 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 five, maybe top six. I mm. can't I can't see anything further than that. I'd say he's a really good achievement. I know that I want to be higher than that and I don't want to settle for just top four and everything else. But I look on current circumstances, I think that's a bloody good achievement, especially for the manager who a couple of weeks ago, I was calling for his head. So I I think if he does... So it was I. Yeah, if he does get into the top four somehow, I think that's a magnificent season for him.
2: But but in fairness, I mean... um in theory top 7 is probably Europa League unless a season like last season happens where someone outside the top 7 wins the FA Cup we were outside Mm -hmm. the top 7 won the FA Cup so 7th got taken away in theory 5th, 6th or 7th is the same thing right so for me I think um, Mark I I would say realistically top 7 Mm-hmm. And I, I personally would would regard top seven as a especially you shouldn't look at it from the start, but given the start that we had, et cetera, I would regard top seven as a as a pretty successful season for Mikel Arteta. Uh, but also regard anything outside the top seven as failure because I think you have to get in Europe somehow. Yeah. So unless he wins one of the cups, and I just think it's, it's, a, it's a really difficult run um, in the cups. But um, oh, no,
1: no European football at all's Failure, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent agree with you. But I look at the next five games because uh, I do because I'm, I'm that kind of guy. Is it the league Th- games or just yeah, yeah, you know. yeah? Just looking at the next five in the league. Who um, we got? At, well, out of fifteen available, I'm like if you can get eleven, which I think eleven points is doable. I'm like that's good going. I'm like, Who have we like, got, though? Southampton, that's, Man, that's, Man United. So it's 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 Southampton, Man United. Uh, so you've got Southampton away, obviously. Then you've got Man United at home, Wolves away, Aston Villa away, and then Leeds at home. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, in my head, I'm like, that's 11, that's 11 points if, if, from that's, how we're playing and everything at the moment. That's I'm three like, wins I'm,
2: and two draws.
1: I'm like, if you can come out of that with 11... I'm like, that's pretty, you know, I think, I think we'll beat Man United. I'll, I'll, I'll stand here with my chest out. For <laughs> a I think we'll get, I think we'll beat Man United. Wolves away, I, I'm confident about. And then Leeds at home. I ain't worried about that game either. It's the, it's the two, Southampton and Villa. They're the ones that I'm like, you know, they're, they're the slippy ones for me.
2: I'll I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't fear Man United. I, I know no, I mean I don't. Of, I
1: don't. Know I know either, they're top but... of the league and
2: everything. I I ain't yeah. scared of Man United. I ain't scared uh, of Man United. It's gonna be a big game, Warriors
1: yeah. At the moment, are a bloody mess, they're, and you know, <laughs> it it sounds harsh saying it, but they haven't got a striker, and it, it is sort of somewhat because of it is because of us they haven't got one. <laughs> but you, yeah. you know, so they they're, they're, they're lacking. So I've got no I've got no qualms about going away to Wolves, but going away to Southampton and Aston Villa, yeah that, that does more so Villa than Southampton, but yeah, that worries me. That yeah, game, some I, tough I, games to come. I don't, I don't
2: like the look of that one, but yeah, it's a pretty tough five. Uh, next five. I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know the other three, but, um, yeah. So, um, let's see how we go. Let's see how we go. I mean, we're all being relatively positive there, I would say, but, but let's see how we go. Um, have we turned the corner? Mike Gallon says, I would say, I would say the next two games will really tell us a lot about that. Um, you know, league league games. You know, Southampton away, United at home. I think mm. if you get if you if you if you're able to get through those and, um, and and do well in them, and I would say doing well would be. We'll you do it very well. You be about the league, aren't you? You're not talking Yeah, about- obviously the FA Cup is is you know a one off yeah. game and anything can happen. But 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 yeah, in terms of the league, um, I I would say Mike, yeah, we've de- definitely turned the corner. Well, yeah. without doubt, we've turned the corner from what we started with this season, without question. Um, but we definitely turned the corner yeah. to say six, we're we're in with a Six chance. points
1: out at M two is massive. That'd be that I'd be well impressed. I'd
2: be really, really impressed. I take four to be honest. Um, yeah, oh yeah. I take same. four. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my good question though. I mean, we definitely said we, we definitely turned the corner from from being you know teetering above the relegation zone. Now the argument is if we turn the corner to 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 sort of challenge for Europe, you know, and and that's a that's a bigger and tougher sort of um, um, road to climb up. I would say, especially after the start we've had. But get um, a couple more, Neil. Did um I've got two on Cedric. Does Cedric start ahead of Hector from Nick P eighty one? Always gives us questions, top man. Ash underscore Gallagher, which I think you boys interact with, is a good bloke as well. Says did Cedric do enough to warrant another Premier League start? And at this stage I prefer Mari for Luis. Um I'm frustrated that that basically say Luis um constant three or four touches and a lot of point in. He says, and he does take a little bit longer to distribute the ball. And I would, I think, we all agree that we probably would prefer Mari in there if, when Mari is fit. Um, the argument then is, you know, when Gabriel is is ready and when he will come back in, and we don't know too much about his health status. Though he's been part of the squad for the last two games. Does Cedric Neal start ahead of Hector Bellerin for you in the next Premier League game, or do you think it's, you know, we need to see a bit more from him?
0: I think so I think he's done enough to warrant a start. Yeah, why not? It, it, you know, he was he was it was brilliant yesterday. So why not? As far as I'm concerned. I, I don't see any reason you, you you play your best players. That's it. It's as simple as that. And for me, he's done more than Bellerina's has done of late. So yeah, I would definitely include him. And that also then it gives that player a little bit of you know confidence and self-belief as well that the manager's got some faith in him so he's rewarded me for doing well and that's what it's all about it's it's when you play well and then you get dropped for someone else like what was happening with Ann constantly you know he was playing rubbish apart from one game and he just kept getting picked so you you don't want to do the same thing there And, and i think as i said earlier he linked up well with saka as well so that could end up being a a nice little relationship you've got the Saka and row relationship and then down the wing you've got the 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 Cedric and Saka relationship as well so that I I, I think yes is the answer to that and I and also just touching on Mari, it's a it's a good dilemma it's it's, it's a really good dilemma to have because so I think we as I said earlier we've got four good centre-backs now even Louise yeah I think Mari's a little bit quicker and 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 I think a little bit more kind of decisive at a quicker pace and moves it moves the ball better in that respect or quicker and faster but I think Louis also has got that experience on his side as well I think he's got a little bit of that leadership qualities but then again, I saw a bit of that from Mari so I think we're spoiled and then what 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 happens with Gabriel because Holding is doing well Mari's doing well it's brilliant great dilemm- dilemmas
2: to have. Yeah, it's, it's, it's odd to, to be looking at our centre-backs and, and being, well, feeling like we're spoiled for choice. Obviously, things can change quickly, but again, th- th- the reason we're saying that's five clean sheets in a row is something, you know, we haven't done since 2009, and that's, you know, thanks to, I think that's all been without Gabriel, who was largely well, holding, his own of holding, season hold, holding with all five. <clears> yeah, holding's been the, the, the consistent... So- one throughout the whole season, and he's um, not
1: good enough, is he? He's not a good defender, yeah. you know. Oh, I need my defender to get assists
2: and pass nice and score goals. Yeah, you got to start asking them oh, what some of these God. players have to do to sort of get a call up to. Well,
0: them. sorry, w- Wenger, Wenger summed it up about holding, didn't he? Yeah. Sorry, he didn't cost fifty million. That's yeah. it. Sums it yeah,
2: up. Yeah, 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 yeah. And again, like we said, we spoke on a contract. We said it was a, it was a good, it was a no-brain. He got to do it. So um, Jer- Jerome underscore Marks, you know, says uh, fair play to Cedric, but do, does that mean we forget all of his performances for us? The only thing I'd argue, Edouard, I, I haven't seen that many performances from Cedric. I don't know his number. I know in the Premier League he's only had seven games. He, I think he I, will it, play. He will play, sat-
1: play Saturday. But he won't just, play the next league one. Better yeah, one I,
2: I, definitely.
1: I he'll think next- definitely. <laughs> He's playing this weekend.
2: He'll yeah, this weekend. I, I just don't know if he'll play left or right because I, I wonder if he'll rest here. Any but I think he will play this I, weekend. Yeah, I don't know. I think he'll. I think he'll
1: play right. And then um, see, it all depends on because I know a lot of people are saying it's a given that it's going to be Southampton. I think if if Shrewsbury pull something off. But on be league two? Where are screws? Yeah, Lacka? I think they're league one, okay. and they're quite near. They're quite mid tape But it completely changes what team I think will play.
2: Oh, of course, be, yeah. yeah. I'm just expecting it to be Southampton. Which yeah, yeah. Bit, I mean, really I mean I'm,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be Southampton as well. But um, yeah, I, I think it would be Cedric. Uh, probably holding. Gabriel will probably come back. Um. That
2: well, one. I I wonder if he'll. Get, this might be a game he rotates holding out for because I'm wondering where yeah. else, really, you know what I mean. So yeah. I, I think it'll keep obviously a more senior squad than what he did against Newcastle. But I think
1: I think he might do El Nelly and Party for this one as well.
2: Yeah, rest Shaka. Yeah. He might yeah, rest Laka as well mm. or, or I uh, you know, you've got you need Martinelli yeah. and Pepe to get in. Um it was good to see Martinelli come on for ten minutes. It shows that he's he's already back in his thoughts again. Yeah. I do feel like really the the, the the lineup is the front four, and then Martinelli's the first one off the off the bench at this point. Um, the way we're playing, and I, I think 100%. I think you know, Willian and Pepe can. He, you know, sh- shouldn't be considered before any of that. To be honest, now William might come on earlier because I know he thinks he, he'll probably start to think he can drop him into the central role of Smith Rose and Pepe. He doesn't seem to do that with, so I expect William will probably be. Um, and plus, obviously, he loves William in comparison to Pepe, so that'll be a difference. But um, but yeah. So um, thank you, Jerome, for that for your comments. I think we just need to see a little bit more Cedric, probably. Though I agree, he's not be he's been a little bit underwhelming since he's come in, but he's had a lot of. Sort of odd injuries. He broke his nose when he came in. Um, then he had another injury. He was out for a long time, wasn't he, Cedric? He, he, we, we signed him injured, didn't we? And he's he's um he's had some issues since then. But I'm just trying to see if uh, we got any more questions. I think that's mostly it. So oh, sorry, my, my my dad asked one. We have defensively become stronger. True or false? Well, definitely true. I'd say right. Definitely. I think we'd all agree true. And we have just been about a four centre backs, and we're we're spoiled for choice. It, it is amazing to think Gabriel was our sort of player. Of the season, he had a few weeks out, and suddenly we we're not talking about him coming back in. It's um it's it's mental to think that I do wonder if something more went on there because it I do feel like Gabriel probably would have come back in today after the Palace's performance. Not that Luis was bad, but there was a lot of argument about him just not moving the ball quick enough and things like that, you know. Um so I find it a little bit um strange, but I'm not here to go into any conspiracies too much. Um boys, Urza is gone. Um definitely gone. Um, you know, um Arteta alluded to the fact that he's pre- pretty much signing stuff. He's already flown over to Turkey, you know, he's already looking at his getting his local doctor in to check on his back spasms, um, all that. But but great for the club and for him to to get going. Um let's get um let's get oh god, I'm going over time. Yeah, um, let me let me um get your predictions. So um Neil prediction for Southampton I think it's a 12-15 game go ahead or Shrewsbury oh sorry or Shrewsbury or Shrewsbury and I'm, I want to be respectful yeah, you never know. You never, you know you never know you never, never know I expect it to be Southampton but go um, on I mean I'm back back back. it's going to be a tough
0: game FA Cup games are always a little bit tricky you never know um, what you're going to get but um, if, if we've harnessed some confidence from the second half certainly to say I can't see anything other than a win um, and I'm going to go for another clean sheet as well so I'm going to say 2-0 and I think Martinelli I'm praying he plays and I hope he scores really think want to see the boy get a goal
2: I think he'll definitely start personally I'm not sure where probably left wing but I think he'll definitely start um, James what's your prediction and your uh, the score sorry yeah. The score, the score
1: yeah no I don't, I don't want to rule Shrewsbury out but just in case any of their fans come in the car I mean if, if we can get sex robots coming in then we can get Shrewsbury fans coming in no
2: comment <laughs> nothing is nothing is forbidden
1: on our podcast comments on YouTube. By the see, by the looks of things, now, I don't know a, how to I don't know how to put to it on a privacy setting. Well. Yeah, you know, all, all seems to be praise. Yeah, this, yeah. You know, Good to see you again, Neil. Yeah, is that coincidental? I don't know. Maybe, you know, we don't want to talk about conspiracies football wise. Maybe there's one going on here with robots and. <laughs> Mr. Shah there. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I, I think I've, I think it's probably going to be Southampton. Danny Ying's, I think, still out with coronavirus, so oh, that's, it? that's slightly a bit of a boost. But yeah, no, I'm going to go for a two-one, and then uh, do you know what? I think it might it might be one of the ones that's not normally in their main main time. So I'll I'll go for I'll go for Pepe. See if he can maybe come back and do Ooh. something.
2: So yeah, I'll go two one Pepe. Two one Pepe. Um, okay. He probably I'll... won't get a look in or a game, but uh, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe not. I'll go, um, I'll go. I'll uh, go. I'll go two one in extra time. Extra time two one because it. it don't, I mean, it could go to extra time, right? Are you, it's almost set Yeah, are you picking the scorer. Um, first scorer, I'll say. Uh, first scorer, gee, I don't, um, party. I'll say party. I'll say party first like goal scorer. It. Yeah, like yeah, 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 driving from deep. Pile driver like Vieira's against Derby. You remember that first one? Smashed it in. I was in. The, I was in the back row in the west, over the yeah. east stand. I was could barely see it underneath. I'd, the top of the opposite party doing a Newcastle Vieira one. That one was a. Oh, that goal, was, was brilliant. That was, top corner, four 0 yeah. or something. That one was. Wasn't yeah, it? that was a great goal yeah that was really good that was like early on isn't it 98 wasn't it when we won the league yeah I think so yeah. but um, yeah it looks a fantastic play boys thank you so much we're on YouTube um, at Purely Arsenal look for us on YouTube at Purely Arsenal FP on Twitter is where we post all our links we don't really do a lot on Facebook or Instagram because we uh, we can't bother to... and uh, but we stick on so just go on Twitter. if you can't find us on Twitter go on YouTube or just type in Purely Arsenal on Spotify or iTunes and things like that I think or, or iTunes... ask the sex
1: robots they'll yeah. Yeah. we've got going.
2: we've got 137 <laughs> reviews on iTunes. We're five star. Um, if you type in Arsenal, we are the third oh. podcast to come up. Oh, uh, no, I didn't know did they were five star. Yeah, five oh, star yeah. on iTunes. Oh, from
0: my one, that's got <laughs> I've got a one.
2: I delete the bad ones. <laughs> Uh, it's mainly me going, yeah, really good. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> um but yeah, I, So we were for a podcast to come up behind, you know, I think it's what is his name, Blog, who's very, very um busy. And then you got the uh, the Vision One, and then I think we're we're after that, you know, we're we're ahead of the hand break off on the oh, oh, I, I'll
1: take I'll take that.
2: Um, <laughs> and the Tuesday Club I think's got a bit more reviews than us, but I think we're we're right around their zone for crop ups, though um, we're not as famous as them, so they probably pay for their viewers. Uh, so Whatever, but um, it's all good. But yeah, thank um, you for give us a review on iTunes if you can. It I think it'll bump us up a little bit and gets people yeah. tuning us. We're, Probably because we're we don't look.
1: have adverts, mate. I think that's what it is Yeah, yeah. Well, they're all yeah.
2: doing the old manscaping, whatever yeah. you know, or whatever it is. Hey, right, you go yeah, and people check can it look there. and
1: see that no, I don't manscape with all this. Mansca- yeah. <laughs> I obviously do, I know. you know
2: amazing it's amazing to hear all these people that work for The Athletic going oh I found my calling with The Athletic now buy Manscaped da 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 I'm like yeah okay buddy yeah alright calm down a little bit Um god okay. we, we don't do adverts because um, we don't want to earn any money out of it we're all really really rich so we don't need to um, um, yeah yeah look at Neil right <laughs> okay boys um, we'll be back after the Southampton game Saturday Sunday hopefully thank you to Anthony uh, Palm who always edits um, Michael Harris will hopefully be on the next one if we can get him on and I'll let you boys go up the Arsenal keep the faith five clean trees come on you, Arsenal up, boys. come on boys I've got to find a stop recording again I know where it is alright boys uh, bottom, it's bottom tally- right bottom right it's, it's done the update again there it is stop recording cheers boys take care <laughs> take care mate